Welcome. You're listening to the Peace and Passion Podcast, the place for conscious couples and individuals who want to explore aspects of their relationships as a self-growth evolution. I'm your host, Iman Iskander, and I'm a couples therapist and counseling coach on a mission to shore up your relational life with useful information and tips, as well as inspiration and ideas from the great minds of our guests. So you can skillfully and confidently and mindfully navigate the relationship with yourself and with others and with all of life and its challenges. On with the show. All right. Welcome back, people, to the Peace and Passion podcast. Today, I have a special guest for you, and his name is Brad Goodchild, and he's a leading yoga instructor. He's the founder of Bikram Yoga, Five Doc. It's in the Five Dog area. It's a studio in Sydney. And you're going to be delighted with this because I want you to know that I am a practicer of the Bikram Yoga style of yoga and I'm a lover of the Bikram Yoga style of yoga and I get so much out of it. So I know just by talking to Brad, who's a guru in this space, we are going to learn so much about yoga and how that translates to our lives. So welcome aboard, Brad. How are you Welcome. Thank you, Amon. (laughs) I'm really excited to be here and have a Good chat for your listeners. Yeah. Yeah, your followers. Oh, well, I'm really glad you're here too. Yeah. And, and, you know, yoga is such one of those topics that people kind of think, hey, you know what? Yoga, what's that got to do with relationships? But I know you're going to tell us all about that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That word stirs up different things in different people. Yeah. Everyone's got different understandings and beliefs around that word. So, yeah. So let's, let's start with this. What I'd like you to do is, um, Two things. I think there's a lot of people out there who have no idea what Bikram yoga is. What is the difference between Bikram yoga, hot yoga, just yoga? What is this thing we're calling Bikram yoga? And then I'm going to ask you to tell me about you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, in simple terms, firstly, I love all yoga. So I believe all yoga is good yoga. And I think if you're adopting um, a regular yoga practice whatever you connect to I think that only helps your health and well-being and energy so um, I'm a big supporter of different yoga styles and I'm friends with lots of people in different yoga styles the one I've adopted over the years has been Bikram yoga so um, Bikram yoga it's a set of ingredients so we do it in a heated room and we do it over 90 minutes and we do a very very specific sequence of postures and those postures are really designed to be very holistic and work through every part of the body. So you're working on your flexibility, any areas that are a little bit tight or hard to get to. The sequence just slowly peels back the layers and allows you to work through them. And the idea is that we restore health and movement to the body through repeating the sequence over and over and over. It's a bit of a prescription for the body. Yeah, and mix, mix that in with the heat and the, um, the the repetition and the teacher and all the ingredients of it. Um, yeah, you just, I believe you just tap into your health and well-being and just a better version of yourself with regular practice. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
this is something that I really want to explore in this episode. So we'll go there in a minute. But before we take off with all of that, I'd like my audience to hear a bit about you personally. So is there something you want to tell them? What is it about you? How did you get to be a yoga instructor? Well, um, my pre-yoga days, I was actually an accountant. So I worked as a successful accountant all through my 20s. And um, I felt like I was ticking the boxes of life, finish school, get good results, go to uni, find a good job and, you know, buy a house, find a relationship. You know, I was doing all the all the right things and I should have been happy and thrilled. And after 10 years of that, it was like, mm, there's something missing, you know. I was should be happy. I've got all the things around me, but there was something really, really missing and, you know, I put it out to the world. What am I meant to do? This this isn't what I want to keep doing. I loved my boss, but I thought if I keep following this path, I'll be in his shoes over the next 10, 20 years, and I wanted something different. Mm. And that's kind of when I saw a sign, and it just said, breathe the fire, Bikram yoga, and I went in and did my first class. Wow. And do you know what? The first time I did yoga, what I thought, I thought it would be really easy. It was probably one of the most challenging things I'd ever done. Mm. Yeah. But, um, and it's, you know, I thought I was pretty fit and healthy, but I struggled a lot, but something powerful happened. And I saw this man, he was practicing next to me in his sixties. I was in my twenties at the time. And he just, he was just moving so well, really breathing, just had all this flexibility. I hadn't seen a body like that in the, in their sixties. And I knew something powerful was going on in the practice. So I had to find out what it was mm, so that sort of triggered that. my journey. And mm. 15, 16 years later, I'm still doing it. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really helped tap into what I believe my path was to so follow my passion and purpose mm. and, Mm. And you yeah, know, that led to becoming a teacher, it led to opening a studio, it led to building a community. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and that sense things. of community, that connection that you get from yoga being in the one place doing the practice is something that's almost palpable. It's it's a beautiful thing as I've experienced yoga. So I guess you know what I love here is that you trusted your gut sense of it. You you had you didn't follow the the prescription that's given to us by the world. You know, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. And you just followed where you felt there was a calling and you found something really beautiful. So I wonder if, you know, when you talk about yoga helps you peel back the layers, yeah. I find that a really accurate expression. I want you to talk about that because a lot of people, when, when they don't know what yoga is about, they can think, oh, yeah, you're going to do a stretching exercise. Oh, I'm so exactly. tight. What are these layers that we discover in yoga? What's, what do you mean by peeling back the layers? <laughs> um. Well, if you think about your house and if you don't clean up your house, right, or the attic, it gets a lot of junk build up, right? Lots of dust. You, you've got all this, everything around you. You've never thrown anything out and it feels really heavy, right? If you go into a house that's not had a spring clean for 10 years, well, your body's the same. So if you've not kept it moving or depending on what you've been doing every day, if you've you know, if that's all been building up and we do tend to hold on to a lot of baggage and emotions and um, all those things can get very much stress. That all gets really stored into the body and it can build and accumulate. Yeah. And we need to give our bodies 
a good spring clean and then keep them open and maintaining them and and release what we need to and that's one of the intentions of a a regular yoga practice let me just say that again because I think it may have been missed. You said something really crucial just there, and I love the idea of the spring clean. That's exactly what yoga is. We got that message. But the body holds on to the stored emotions. They are Mm -hmm. chemicals that are held. When you go to yoga and move in certain ways, you're releasing some of that pent-up energy that comes Absolutely, absolutely. So what people tend to find when they come and do their first few classes like the first time you do a spring clean in a decade right it's hard hard work so mm. peeling back those first few layers and getting the energy flowing in the body again mm. can be really uncomfortable those first few classes yeah but then you do five or ten classes and it's like once you've done your spring clean to maintain it's so much easier mm. in the regular yoga practice is the same way so once you get a rhythm and a flow Yes. You might have a stressful situation in your life. You come into the room, you still have to work through it and process it, but there is a cathartic release that happens and you just feel lighter, more energy. And like sitting here talking to you, I've just turned 40 and I've got more movement and energy and flow in my body than I did at 20. So that's, that's (laughs) how I feel about regular yoga practice. So 40. Yeah. <laughs> well there you go if you want to look like brad you've got to do <laughs> how good is that you definitely don't look your age but that is true when people are healthy yeah. and they're looking after themselves they definitely don't look their age and yoga is one yeah. way you can really attend to yourself attend yeah. to your body but you know uh, so for the, all those people that are thinking yoga is just stretching i wanted that to be clear it is not stretchy i mean of course you get some stretches out you're of stretching it, you're, you're doing that but there's so much more going on Absolutely. yeah yeah and what yeah. you've done um, in preparation for this is you've told me that there's actually one, two, three, four, four ways that you think yoga teaches us that it's a powerful tool that we can tap into the power of our own mind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. what I thought would be a really good chat because mm. yoga is just absolutely amazing. The lessons mm. um, from yoga philosophy and yoga practice for our mind and body connection and our mindset. Mm. So. Yeah. Can you talk about that mind-body connection? Before you do, I just want to talk a little bit about something I do. I run an MBSR program, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. It's an eight-week program, and it's all about mindfulness. One of those sessions is about body movement. It's actually yoga. But, I mean, it's literally just moving your hands, moving your legs and becoming aware of the movement. And people often say, well, why are we doing that in a mindfulness course? really yeah yeah, absolutely but i'd love you to speak about that mind body connection and how yoga can help you to create that connection so you're more holistic yeah well i think movement is one of the most important things we can ever do for our mind body connection Mm, yeah 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 and there's a lot of therapies actually just to pick up on that there's there's therapies that target pent-up emotions and trauma and things like that um through the body, through movement. Mm. Somatic psycho- psychotherapy is one of those where we actually activate movements in the body to release certain emotions. So the how, so I guess when we're practicing yoga in the room and moving the body here and there, what is it? How does the mind get involved in that? Well, when you go into the room, you've got 90 minutes with yourself. Yeah. 
And in those 90 minutes, as you're going through different postures, different things come up in the body. So different emotions, different sensations, just like life, really. Like we, we actually all share our emotions in common and sometimes things come up. And just like life, there's always challenges and curveballs and things that come at you. Yeah. So what yoga is asking you to do is to respond to those things in a very connected way. Mm. So if, if we're not connected and challenges come up, we tend to push against, we go into our drama cycle, we can get very, very negative and go into a lot of victim and blame, you know, all of those mm. things. And that's often what happens when I see someone come in and start, start yeah. yoga as well when they're experiencing different sensations in the body come up. So what I think is really powerful and what yoga can teach us is there's a different way to respond. Mm. So when things can come up, Mm. we've got tools such as our breathing, Mm. our focus, Mm. our listening. Um, It's asking you to learn how to, yes, you do work hard in the yoga practice, but it's actually asking you to relax to connect, to ground, put your feet on the ground, to be present. And these are all tools we all have access to. They're all inside of us. Mm. And we're, the yoga practice just helps you to harness those things. And when we're harnessing them and using them in the room, out of the room with yoga, it's not just like mm. the time you're in the yoga room, you know, this is available to you anytime. You just so much better handle pressure and stress and the mind-body with these tools, mm. they connect. I think of your mind-body as a marriage. Yes. Yeah. And it's one marriage you can't divorce from, you know. <laughs> 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 Talk about a relationship, your mind and your body, they're in a marriage for life, like it or not. Love it. So it's one relationship you can't run away from. Yes. And the only way to really connect and build that relationship is through that healthy communication. Yeah. And that happens through connection, through our senses. Yeah, exactly. I love what you're saying. It's just so true that all those inner resources, they're all there lying dormant, aren't they? And we cultivate them in different ways. And yoga is a beautiful way to connect with what's already in there. There's so many tools to bring them to life. and. Yoga is one of them. Yeah. 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 And, you know, one of the things that happens in yoga, I mean, it's a body exercise, so you're moving your body in certain ways. Yeah. But, you know, if you cultivate that awareness of what's happening in the mind, you can hear how your mind is evaluating and judging, and we're not very kind to ourselves. I know people have said to me, like, I don't even like to go to gyms or anywhere where there's a mirror because they're not going to look at me. I just hate my body like I'm fat or I can't do this. I'm getting too old. And we're not very nice to ourselves. (laughs) Just that that awareness. Like, yeah, like it's shocking how we can talk to ourselves and I'm guilty of it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That, so that moment of awareness, I guess, is something that, that's kind of what I call data collection. You're collecting data about yourself, about how you treat yourself, and then you can go, wow, you know, I'm not a good friend to me. My relationship with me is not good. And, I and yoga that. practice is a great barometer of that because when we're in a real negative self-talk pattern, we really feel it in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard and we get into all our drama stuff. So it's yeah. like, okay, I've got the mirror in front of me. I'm seeing that now. Yes. All right. I don't want to 
I want to feel better right now and I can't run away from this. So Mm. what tools have I got to feel better? And it is going that little bit slower, coming back to the connection, coming back to you. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Just yeah. reminding yourself to be tender yeah. around yourself. And and just, just go back yeah, you start to build that awareness and you mm. we all get knocked off the perch sometimes. <laughs> There's always <That's> right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but it's just having the tools that you don't go too far down the rabbit hole, right? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Lovely. All right, let's move on to the second thing, which is consistency. Now, you've indicated that it's the small things you do over time that make the biggest difference. What is this consistency thing and how does yoga have to do with consistency and how can we use that in having a better relationship with ourselves? Well, if you want good health, good mind-body connection, energy, vitality, if you want to bring out the best um, in yourself, you need good, consistent, healthy habits. So... A quote I always use when I teach is there's no such thing as an overnight miracle. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. It's keep on going. So health and energy, mind-body connection just come from all the things that you're doing each and every day. Mm. Mm. And it's what I see students or our members probably have the biggest trouble with. I see a lot of coming, getting some momentum, starting to make change, consistency's there and then life takes over work pressures family pressures all of this and um it goes from having you know doing all or nothing and I'm like it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be that way you know it's Mm -hmm. about find the people who are really successful in their yoga practice and their health and their energy vitality have found a way to integrate it Mm -hmm. and do um, and have really good habits that support it, yeah. even if it's just a little bit each and every day. I think of it like your bank balance. If you just yeah. add a little bit each and every day and you're always making deposits, yeah. making more deposits than your withdrawal, your health bank balance over one year, 10 years, 50 years is going to go on an upward trajectory. Yeah. If you're making more withdrawals than deposits, then over time it's going to go in the opposite direction. So. Oh, my God. Brad, yeah. you know about Gottman therapy here. That's the concept we use in Gottman therapy. We talk well, about making love deposits so yeah. towards your partner. And so you want a healthy love bank account. It's the same concept. Love bank account, health bank account, <laughs> money bank account. You can apply it to any area of life, can't you? And I'm not That's even an accountant. Yeah. Consistency is just, I think, um, it's just what I see people really struggle with. And I guess because there's just days you don't feel like it, right? Where you're not feeling motivated and yeah. yeah. And if you have a bad day, sometimes Mm. that can lead to momentum going in the wrong direction as well, Mm. Mm. which is a bit Mm. of a shame because it's like, all right, I've fallen off the perch today, had a bad day. Let's Mm. make a deposit tomorrow. You know, like, yeah, yeah. as long as overall you're, yeah accumulating and going in the right direction then yeah. yeah and so it's the consistent practice the consistent commitment the reevaluating committing every day this is what you want to give something to yourself yeah there is a yeah. lovely way to give to yourself because you're working yeah. on yourself in, in and if, very you know if i don't have time to do a yoga practice that day or you know i still wake up and will eat something healthy or mm. write something positive in my journal you know just mm. all of these little things that you do just little mm. deposits mm. and you know the, the the bank account concept is a good one because i think what we're highlighting here is that 
the deposit you make towards your health is a gift from you to you. So we're working on our relationship with ourselves and yet we're also talking about the love bank account, which is kind of you do something that takes you closer towards connection with a partner, for example, and that's mm-hmm. doing it for some, someone else. But you can never make those connection moves unless your bank account is full. And so it's got to start yeah. with making you healthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's really important to then understand if you are adding to your bank account and accumulating that's setting a wonderful example for your family for your relationship for your children mm. like you want them to be doing the same thing so if you're living that way they're gonna see that and be inspired by you and then you're gonna have more energy and life to contribute mm. to your relationships with outside mm. of yourself so mm-hmm. it's value that time yeah it's yeah. that visual effect isn't it yeah, yeah. i think mm. it's absolutely time well spent and essential yeah to have healthy relationships yeah you know the other thing I just want to point out too is you know the it's a consistency in the practice but even what you're doing in the room in terms of consistent like a, a consistent way of relating to yourself and a consistent way of trying the postures because some postures are harder than others I can tell yeah. you I'm one of those ones that go I don't want to do that one <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But when you're consistently monitoring your own reactions and applying that lens of self-compassion and tenderness and committing to consistent trying, yeah, that can only kind of help build resilience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The body starts to to change and evolve by constant yeah. repetition. Beautiful of a posture yeah. like this, yeah. like phys- it happens physically. But you're right, the the mindset and. how you respond also to different feelings as you're doing your postures evolves as well. Beautiful. All right, let's talk about patience. And you said that somehow yoga helps build patience and that's a good way to relate to yourself. What's this patience about? How do we get patience from yoga? Well, you you talked about it before. You've got a posture and you find it hard. Sometimes our mind just wants to to get there, just wants the quick result, the quick victory. And what we would tend to do is then do a lot of shortcuts and try to fast track things and force Mm -hmm. things. And, Mm -hmm. and what that does is you're, you're, you're building your house. So that's what doing your posture is. You're laying it, you're building it, you're growing it. But if you've not taken the time to build the foundations first, it's, you've built it on sand, so it's all going to crumble. Mm. So yoga practice teaches you patience in that there are no shortcuts mm. and you just have to work with where you're at yeah. and it's okay where you're at Yeah. and asks you to bring compassion and acceptance to where you're at and that mm-hmm. you're just exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. So then just listen to yourself. Mm. work with where you're at and then just look for the next step Mm. what do you need there what do you need to add Mm. and it might be you need to add more breathing or it might be you just need to work on a bit more strength work Mm. and what our mindsets do if we want the quick victory we run 10 20 steps ahead Mm. and really we just need to be where we're at and just look for the next step yeah and be willing to be patient to, to build over time yeah and yeah. that's lovely noticing where you're at and just I love that idea of just taking the next step it's that little next step and you sort of and I think what can happen 
is that we judge ourselves because we're looking at that person over there in that corner who can put their leg above their head. <laughs> and yeah. here I am standing in my little corner with, you know, not even able to get the knee up. And so, and yeah. so we're not patient because we want to do that lovely big stretch. And that we want to be there. We want to do that. We, we, we want it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a yeah. constant kind of awareness and an evaluation of where you're at. And taking yeah. just the next step for me. I love that. That's so yeah. golden. I might quote if that. You're jumping ten steps ahead, or even in life, like I run a business and mm. I want my business to grow. I want it to be in a certain place. I want membership mm-hmm. levels to increase. There's all these things that yeah. I want. I want more teachers. You know, there's a lot of things you want, and it's easy to then project out into the future all the time and say, oh, "Things are not right because I'm not there yet." Mm. And but if I apply yoga practice, it's like, no, 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 you are where you are. Mm. Be with where it's at. Mm. There's a time for planning. There's a time for that. Make sure you do your plans, but then just come back to where you are and then just be okay with where you are and just take your next step. Yeah. Be okay with where you are. It's your journey. And this this, is, I heard someone, someone once called it, what did they call it? Comparisonitis. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) We could all be comparison yeah 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 Yeah, it's all your yoga is all about letting go of comparison yeah 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 to to another body type to even you know yeah what your body was doing a few weeks ago a few months ago you know it's just and that's true isn't it it's never the same you can do the same posture and have a different response from your body on different days yeah and not and not to judge that yeah and not to judge if things are a bit harder today or if emotions are a bit stronger today or that person next to you is annoying or you don't like this teacher as much or you know there's a lot of (laughs) a lot going on in the yoga room (laughs) yeah yeah just being patient with it all you know one of the most important elements of the mind from yoga philosophy is patience patience and I think from teaching tens of thousands of people over the years I think that's something nearly everyone has to always has to work on when yeah. I see someone going on their journey. Yeah. 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 Patience. 100%. And you know, on, on the, what piggybacks on that is that term you used before you said acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I think when you apply both of those things, we're patient with ourselves. We accept where we are without judgment. That makes yoga almost a spiritual practice, It's yeah. not just a body thing. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I love it um compassion and acceptance were the two that you said and um and then looking at what you need to add just to keep you moving so or what you need to remove ah nice sometimes yeah. your next step is something you've got to stop doing right yeah, yeah. what could Often that be nearly every time in yoga the breakthrough happens by just letting things go a little bit bringing a little more breath being a little being just that little bit more relaxed mm-hmm. well the yoga sessions that you run mm. are 90 minutes right yeah that's yeah. a long time yes <laughs> a great way to learn patience it is indeed it is because it's a long time of that focused attention on you on your body on your journey on your movements on what you can do what you can't do where you're wobbling where you're straight where you're judging where you're looking at other people Mm -hmm. and my gosh is that excellent training for life 
hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the other thing I think that helps with patients that we do a lot um, in our Bikram yoga practice is um, after we've got the body warmed up and we're sort of in the last half an hour of the class, we take twenty seconds between every posture just to lay in savasana in stillness. So that's a big part of learning patience. Mm, so yes. it's not all about working hard just to take the time because when we do, it's in that time that our body can, we give our body space and time to process, do what it needs to do. Mm. We can harness the energy that we've just generated in the posture. So there's a lot um, yeah, that I, happens I, in that just by relaxing and being still with ourselves. Yes seems to be the hardest thing for people this is so true of life isn't it those purposeful pauses that we can take in our day just to stop and recalibrate and to breathe they're already there in the yoga and we can translate that into how we live our life magical isn't it yeah but it's hard because people don't lie still and people don't take the no no it's savasana is the hardest posture because we're not used to lying still we're not used to surrendering Mm. we're trying to train to work hard and tick boxes and always be getting things done and Mm. and be busy Mm. and Mm. when we bring that patience and relaxation and that time for ourselves and we we create space one to fill up our energy tank two we give all our world space our relationships some space and always what your next move is the ideas clarity Mm. all that comes by doing that so Mm. it's time well spent Mm. I wonder Brad if you've got a little tip and I'm kind of hoping that um I'm asking you the big questions here. So, you know, you're going to solve more problems, right? <laughs> I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> what is something that, what's the one tip that you would give somebody? This is the person who's rushing in their day, going from this to that, and they're saying, oh, I don't have time to stop. Come on, I've got lots of things on my to-do list. I've got to get moving, got to get going. It's that same person that comes to yoga and then tries to do the savasana and finds that they're fidgeting, they've got to wipe the sweat or they just, they can't do it, their body's all tingly. What's the one thing that you might say to that person to go, whoa? Well, all of that stress and all of that happens when our body's in an oxygen-deprived state. So get the oxygen through the body, the number, number one thing, yes. breathing. Breathing. Simple breathing. as that. And, and it's such an automatic, yes. critical response for our body to stay alive that it does it without us thinking. Yes. But when we connect to the breath and we get more oxygen through the body, mm-hmm. the body instantly will go into a more calm, peaceful state. Right. Okay. So if we're, if we're fidgeting, if we're running around, if we're stressed, yeah. we're not getting enough oxygen through the body. Right. So, so that's... That's it. It doesn't matter what the problem is in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever you're going through, number one, stop and and come back to your breathing. Do that first. Yes. And then everything else will flow. That's beautiful. That's a lovely thing. I see someone who's really calm in the room, can hold hold a posture for a minute, really, really still in Savasana, looking very, very focused, um, just got beautiful flow and movement. They've mastered the skill. 
And the breath. It yeah. all comes back to the breath. I've mastered it. So, yeah. yeah. And is it any yeah. particular way of breathing? Do, do people need to go and learn a particular way of breathing? No, and... no, no, just normal breathing through the normal nose. Breathing. Okay. So can you talk then about this? Um... The specific breathing exercise we can do through the mouth. Yeah. But just for sim- really simple purposes. Yeah. Just, just in and out. You, just in and out normal through the nose. <laughs> but just awareness towards it. Yeah, like intentionally. Yeah. Intentional it breathing. So it needs to be intentional. How you do it. And I always say, look, if you if you want to have greater impact on relaxing the body, make the out breath longer than the breath in. And that's already yeah. integrated in yoga, isn't it? Because I know yeah, some of Yeah, yeah, there's some amazing breathing exercises yeah, yeah. that you can learn in yeah yeah Probably. if anyone wanted to learn more about it just google pranayama breathing and you'll the, the pranayama breathing is a wonderful tool all right Do you, want to that <laughs> <laughs> you might maybe type it in the comments <laughs> okay yeah. pranayama breathing okay yeah. So we'll Google that and then there's lots of practices there that people can adopt. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. Let's I'll, I'll to- send a link and people can at oh, least really? watch that. So okay. that'll be a wonderful tool. Okay, people, you've heard it. It's going to be in the show notes. Look up the Brad <laughs> Praniana breathing link and they'll, uh, you'll get your own techniques to really ground you. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about self-realisation, which is the other thing that you've mentioned um, is a way to kind of, benefit from yoga in terms of having a better relationship with yourself what does that mean what's self-realization in yoga what's that well when I started yoga um one of my senior teachers said the biggest problem in life is lack of self-realization and I didn't know what it meant and years and years of of practice and running the school and talking to different bodies and people and, you know, being part and growing and leading a community. I have really learnt to listen to people's language and what comes out of the mouth. Mm. And it's amazing how um, we start, we can tell ourselves stories such as, um, I'm too old, I'm too sick, I'm not motivated, I'm too out of shape. I'm, And none of those things are really true. So I find one of the biggest things to, if someone's been in an unhealthy rut and they're trying to make a transformation, a change, mm. the way to you know get back to making the deposits we talked about is there needs to be a lot of rewiring first with that self-talk yeah and what you believe about yourself and what you believe is possible Mm. because the truth is your body is amazing your body can live to 80 90 100 and beyond and be healthy full of movement full of energy full of life um you can be connected and then you can have wonderful relationships and do all these amazing things in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, like all of that is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my senior teachers who I absolutely love, she's um, a World War II survivor and she's in her 90s now and she's still living and she still wakes up, she still teaches, she still practices, she's got incredible flexibility in her body 
and she's the youngest, most energetic 90 year old I've ever met. And I'm inspired by that. That's a vision of what's possible. And that's the potential in our body. Mm. But to, to realize that potential, we need beliefs (laughs) that understand that and link to that. And most of us, unfortunately, through life and conditioning have, have not got those beliefs unfortunately yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and so the self-realization is just again being aware of the mind mush that's what i call it mind mush yeah yeah and i love the idea of gosh being 90 and being so nimble and being able to use your body by teaching yoga that's incredible i don't think it's it's a wonderful example of yeah yeah we need people like that around us so we can see what's possible. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm. And and that's why I love yoga because um, you can't, self-realisation isn't an overnight process. Mm. Yeah. We're always growing and evolving. We're always growing and evolving. Um, but, yeah, sometimes our our beliefs and our excuses can keep us very trapped and very yeah. stuck in ruts and mm. um, can go down the rabbit hole. So, and that's what I've learned has been a lack of self-realisation. And mm. um, I guess I've been on such a journey of self-realisation now that when I'm working in the community and working with different people, mm. Um I'm sort of, I guess, seeing, wow, what, what people can really believe about themselves. Sure. Yeah. And I feel like my job is just to, you know, plant a little seed of what's possible just to take the next step and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. and do it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's a lot yeah. of people that, um, you know, would balk at the idea of doing a self-development program or that's not their cup of tea. They don't want to do that sort of thing. But yeah. actually just by attending a yoga class and hearing some of the teacher's commentaries and yeah. being aware of your, how you're responding, you're getting all of that self-development training. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think the self-realisation journey, it is about being curious. It's about asking questions. It's being open-minded. It's willing to receive feedback. It's, mm. you know, mm. and, and into any area of your life. So, mm. Yeah, this is really beautiful. I think what you've highlighted in this episode, Brad, is just how much how much value yoga has to offer. It's not just a simple stretching routine and you kind of stretch and that's it. There's so much more going on. So, so far you've highlighted the mind and body connection. You've highlighted how it can bring consistency into our lives and the consistent practice to take us to where we want to go. And you've also highlighted how it can teach us patience. So even when we're feeling wobbly in the room, we can learn to keep going. And you've also highlighted about self-realization, how much you get to learn about yourself. They're really good and valuable lessons. So thank you so much for kind of, doing all of this beautiful work is there anything Uh, else you want to say to anyone who's listening about yoga yeah look I had a member um she started a few years ago and she came in and she was in her late 50s and took you know she had to do a big big spring clean in her body (laughs) her first class was was really rough for her and I um I honestly thought I would never see her again and she looked me in the eye and she said, oh, gosh, that was hard. And mm. 
just said, gosh, I'm not sure I can do this. But then she looked me in the eye and she said, but I'm going to be your success story. And I looked at her back and I had, and I was like, oh, oh, really? And she goes, yeah, I'm going to do what it takes. And three or four years later, she's a completely different person, different energy in a different place in her health. Yeah. Mm. So she, that's to me a great self-realization journey where yeah, yeah. rather than running away yeah. and, and staying stuck she really made the commitment hey yeah. I've got to change yeah, yeah yeah I think you must have seen something in that look that she gave you because that's determination there and when you really and I loved it and I loved it and I knew yeah. and I just looked her in the eye and I said I believe you like from what just what I had so yeah what a beautiful inspiring story and we can all do that now and, people wanna... and I think that demonstrates how yoga can help people realize their potential sure and now now she wants to be a teacher and she's studying to become a teacher so wow yeah. and if people want to do some of this um can you t- tell my listeners how they can find you oh yeah our studio is um in five dog so um yeah, really just show up. <laughs> just yeah. come in. Okay. So yeah. Google yeah. Bikram Yoga 5. Yeah, dot that, that would be the best way. Just Google Bikram Yoga 5. Dot com dot au. And that's it. And there's two things I would do. One, I've got a page on there called um, Roadmap. Oh. And I've just done quick little videos and it sort of answers a lot of the questions that, I've been coming up today. So I just, you know, watch all those little videos and then just go to the session times page and you can either book online or just give us a quick call and mm-hmm. come on in for your first class. Yeah. I think you've yeah. even got a, a really lovely starter package as well. So people don't have to kind of throw in, you know, a year's bookings or anything no, like no, that. No, 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 no. It's just a lovely well, we, we respect people need to come and feel the studio and the community first. So we offer a week for 37 just to... Oh. That's nothing. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just to come and meet us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to throw some rapid fire questions at you. I have been forgetting to do them in every single guest episode that I have done, but I am remembering today. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to ask you three questions and uh, let's see what you can come up with. So my first question is because it's a peace and passion podcast, Brad. So what does peace mean to you? Peace means grounded connection breathing, self-love, compassion, empathy. Mm, lovely. Yeah. Beautiful. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So peace yeah. means having working on the relationship with yourself. That's what peace means to me. Yeah. 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 It is. It's that inner connection. Lovely. Thank you for that. What's one most important ingredient for a great relationship? Now you can take the great relationship to be any relationship. And so what, what would that be? Oh, like with, if you, the greatest relationships, and I know the greatest relationships in my life, the biggest ingredient is one being clear on your own values. Mm-hmm. And to if let someone in my space and be really close, as those values need to align. Oh, wow. That's a big, yeah. that's a whole yeah. episode right there. <laughs> there <you> <laughs> 
thanks for the idea. Value alignment in relationships. One hundred. And you know your own values. You're just so clear on what's okay and what's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so the last question was something to do with great relationships, and and I guess it's similar to the first one. But have you got any comments at all to make about what's a great relationship? I guess. Is if there's anything different? Um, well, my great relationships, based on my values, all are, all are about respect. Oh, yeah. yeah, treating each other with kindness, being mm. curious, always mm. wanting to learn about yourself and the and the other person. Though mm. so the best relationships I have, we're both curious, we, we're both learning, and we throw the ball back and forward. And yeah, yeah. Love so I know I've been with my partner for. Um, 14 years oh that's a good relationship and (laughs) the reason it works is because we share the same values and yeah Yeah. I've got my path he's got his but we're always learning and yeah and growing and we both bring that into it and we kind of just Mm. keep growing yeah our own journeys but together we we can learn even more of each other so yeah yeah. I think you also said something that's really important there I just want to highlight that one too you said we're curious and that is such an important thing because often we can get caught up in our own brains and our own sense of reality and if we're not curious about what's happening for the other person we don't see the other perspective and I think that's having the ability to step into their shoes yes yeah yeah yeah, I hit, I think you've hit some biggies here, and uh, we know each of those can be. Oh, we could talk for days on some of these topics. Okay, <laughs> you're going to have to come back. That's it. I'm going to invite you back. We'll give you a bit do. of time to recover from this one, but I'd love Please to have do. you back if you'd be willing. And I would uh, love that, Amal. Thank yeah. you so much for your generosity with your time and all the lovely wisdom that you've given my listeners. So once again, thank you, Brad. Oh, I really love this in. chat. There's, I really love these topics. So thank you for inviting me. All right. You take care now. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks, Simone. Thanks for listening to the Peace and Passion podcast. If you'd like to stay in contact, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you like something here or if something resonated with you, I'd love your encouragement to keep this going. You can do that with a review, a like or a share, or just by telling someone that you think will benefit from hearing this podcast. Take good care now.